Every night when you lay your head down to go to sleep, there really is only one question at the end of every day that matters because that day might be your last. And that is, will I go to heaven? Will I go to heaven? Now, it's easy for us to just fall into the pattern of assuming, well, God is all loving and therefore no matter what happens, I'm going to go to heaven because he loves me. It's easy to fall into that trap. It's easy to think that it doesn't really matter what I do because if God loves me, he'll just simply forgive me. Or to look at our lives and say, well, none of those are really all that bad. I'm not a serial killer, so therefore I'm going to go to heaven. But when we see in the Gospels, especially in the Gospel of Matthew, is that Jesus desires for us to live in his kingdom. And to live in the kingdom of Jesus means that we choose to live in his kingdom and not to live in the reign of sin. The path before us is very stark and very clear. We are either striving to live in the kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, or we are living in the reign of sin and the evil one. This may sound overly dramatic or even maybe ridiculous to us, but we see this so plainly in the gospel. Now, the beautiful part about our Catholic faith and our life in the church is that when we, get raised, when we rest our head on our pillow at night, we can have relative certainty about our salvation. If we are following the teachings of Christ and his church, if we are in a state of grace. But we can also look at our lives through rose-colored glasses. And so Jesus challenges us today to look at our lives and say, am I living in his kingdom or am I living under the reign of sin by looking at my life through the lens of How do I love and serve the poor? And let's put it very clearly. When was the last time you gave sacrificially to the point of or beyond the point of hurting so that the poor could have something? Not from your excess, but from your want. And if you can't think of an example, you are living under the reign of sin and not as a child of God. Those are the very stark and challenging claims that Jesus makes today in the gospel. But the reality is this, brothers and sisters, it's easy for us, and in fact it's a lie, to think that poverty is only material poverty. Poverty comes in any and every conceivable form. There is material poverty, that's to be sure and fair. Jesus says very clearly in the gospels that the poor will be with you always. But there is also emotional poverty, spiritual poverty, intellectual poverty, even relationship poverty. And we are called, therefore, to love the poor in our midst. Jesus is not saying to you, how did you change societal poverty in the state of Indiana or the United States? He's not going to say that to you when you die. He's going to say, who among the poor did you love in your life? Who are those poor people? that you know each and every day, have you loved them? And we live in a world, and especially on a campus, that is exceptionally poor. When Mother Teresa came to the United States of America, she said that the poorest country on earth is the United States of America because of its lack of love of God, because of its obsession with resources and material things and cars and houses and possessions. And all of that is a poverty. Because it puts something 
before the someone, God himself, for whom we are created. And so we are called to love the poor in our midst and to serve them. And that we don't have to go far. A few years ago, I was talking with one of my colleagues in campus ministry, and he was mentioning to me a study that showed that at that point, this is probably five years ago, now on college campuses, or at least in that age group, that 18 to 23-year-old age group, most of Americans in that age group come from non-nuclear families. So there's a poverty right there in terms of love and relationships. There's a poverty in terms of where do we put our strength? There's a poverty in knowing that I'm loved and so many people feeling alone and isolated. We don't have to go far to find the poor. They are right in front of us, but we must choose to love and to serve them. And it starts, brothers and sisters, with embracing my own poverty. In the first reading, in the responsorial psalm, we heard from the prophet Ezekiel and from Psalm 23 that we are in need of a shepherd. Embracing my poverty is embracing the fact that I am broken, that I am wounded, that I am not enough on my own. Because also in embracing my poverty, I embrace God incarnate. Think of this. Today we celebrate the feast of Christ, the King of the universe. And he is the only king who impoverishes himself so that we can share in his power and glory and honor. Not through grandiosity, but through poverty. When Jesus comes into the world, he says so often throughout the Gospels that those who are well do not need a physician, but the sick do. He comes to our poverty. He loves us in our poverty. And yet, how easy is it for you and for me to hate our poverty? To love those things which give me honor and glory in the eyes of others, but to despise those things where I am weak, where I am vulnerable, where I don't have everything. God loves you not because you're good looking, but because you are, your heart is in need. That you have this desire for salvation that has been broken and trampled upon. And he loves you in that. And so we must embrace our poverty. And in embracing our poverty, what that allows us to do is then the second thing is to embrace true power, which is the power that comes from Jesus Christ, which is the power that comes from the sacraments, which is what the power that comes from the scriptures and the power that comes from a Christian community. None of those things we can possess on our own. They are a gift received. We can also possess the fact that we are children of God. That's our power. In that second reading, St. Paul talks about death and how death came into the world through Adam and was conquered by Christ. The beautiful part about our life and the power and richness of being a child of God is this. We're already dead. Jesus has won. And we live in that glory and that wonderful and glorious and joyful thing. And no one or nothing can take that away from us. And so when we cling to our power, when we embrace our poverty, then we must go forth and share that with others and shine the face of Jesus on the world in need. And this is not something we, we keep to ourselves. This is why within the church we are so, <coughs> so desperately 
building and encouraging people to evangelize, to go out. Because when I know God loves me in my poverty, I'm going to love someone who's poor like me. I was having dinner the other night with one of our alums, and she was talking with me about how she was recently talking with another alum, alumna, and they were talking about how um, I'm the worst person in the world to cry in, their pre- in that presence. I'm not the most emotionally available person. That's a poverty that I have. It's taken me a long time to love the fact that Jesus has called me to be a priest, and yet when someone is super emotional in my presence, I have no idea how to react. But when we love ourselves in that, this is who I am. I'm striving and always to be, but I recognize I can love you in that too. And so to those of you who are feeling emotionally damaged, you're unavailable, I love you. You're known, you're cherished, you're loved, and that's what our poverty allows us to do is embrace those people who are poor like us and to love them in that and to bring the healing and the love of Jesus to that. Because what this world needs is more joy, more people who when they lay their heads down at night know the love and the joy of living in the kingdom of God. And though the world may be battering us about, and though everything may be uncertain in front of us, we have the joy of being loved in our poverty. And so we go out and we love and we serve those who are equally poor or even more poor than we. Because we cannot imagine doing anything else than sharing that love and inviting more people to be a part of the kingdom of God, the kingdom of the poor, the kingdom of the neglected, the kingdom of the broken. When St. Lawrence, the deacon who was in charge of all of the wealth of Rome, was asked to bring the riches of the church to before the Roman magistrate, the pope had just been martyred. He wanted to be martyred with the pope. A couple days later, they brought him forth. They said, bring all the money. You're in charge of all the power, all the wealth. What did St. Lawrence bring? The poor and the sick and the elderly. He said, behold, the riches of the church. When we have that kind of humility and that kind of joy, we have incredible wealth and incredible power because we are one with Jesus who reigns over a poor and broken kingdom on this earth so that we can be fulfilled totally with him in the kingdom of heaven.